Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Ponderology, a podcast where we carefully share thoughts and ideas that cross our minds in our daily interactions. My name is Courtney Sutton, and I am your host. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about comparative suffering. Why is it bad for you and your loved ones? And what can you do to make active changes toward a healthier method of coping with pain? Disclaimer, the content of this podcast does not count as legal or medical advice. What is comparative suffering? Have you ever been in a conversation where you are talking to someone and you ask them, how are you? And they reply, I'm okay, I guess. My manager is so annoying and work is hectic this season, so I've been staying late to help out, which is causing problems with my sleeping and anxiety. I'm just so stressed out, but I can't really complain, right? At least I have a job and a bed to sleep in. There are people who don't have either. Yeah, we've all heard something along these lines many times before. Maybe even you provided an answer like this to a question that involves something unpleasant about your life. You have probably done it more than you even realize. Whenever someone asks you a question that involves a negative answer, you end with an explanation with some sort of, and this is who has it worse off than me type of statement. Where do we get the idea of answering someone's question with facts about your life is complaining. I believe that more often than not, people are just committing the act of comparative suffering. What does comparative suffering lead to? According to With Therapy's article, What is Comparative Suffering? Comparative suffering involves feeling the need to see one's suffering in light of other people's pain. In other words, People who think in terms of comparative suffering may believe that they suffer more than someone who missed their bus, but less than a starving child. Think of comparative suffering as like a point system. You get more suffering points than someone who got the wrong order at a restaurant, but fewer suffering points than someone whose parents both died after being hit by a drunk driver. And if you live in America, you can basically just forget about the idea that you would ever really be suffering because there are starving children everywhere. We've all heard people say things like this, seen evidence that they think like this, or even we have said and thought these things ourselves. Comparative suffering can seem like a really good pattern of thinking. What's the harm in counting my blessings? Well, comparative suffering can be bad for several different reasons. The idea of comparative suffering can actually hurt both you and the people you're applying it to. Comparative suffering can lead to burnout and bitterness. When you compare yourself to others and see yourself coming out as the person who's suffering most of all can lead to you giving up. For example, maybe you've been forced to take a job that you feel is beneath you while you struggle to find work in the field that you're actually passionate about. You may tell yourself that you're suffering more than your friends who you see are getting the jobs they want, getting paid a great salary, and already starting to ride through the ranks at their companies. 
when you tell yourself a story about how you have it so much worse than others, that doesn't inspire you to work harder. It just makes you bitter. And no one, or at least very few people, have ever made it to the top that way. It's not an effective outlook for changing your circumstances, even if you legitimately have just not been getting any breaks. It's healthier to recognize your own suffering and admit that it's real than to dwell on how other people have it better than you. Moreover, you might not even be right when you think other people have it better than you. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. Comparative suffering affects everyone differently, but some of the most common signs of comparative suffering include withdrawal. If you believe you're having a harder time than your family members and friends, you might assume that others don't understand you, and this can lead to withdrawal. Lining up people's suffering and figuring out who seems better off than you can change your whole perception of people and even turn you away from them. When you think of all suffering comparatively, it can make you miss the point. You may start to see some people as whiny or needy when they're open about feeling down. The well of love and compassion is infinite. There is plenty of love to go around. So just because there may be starving children does not mean that your friend who's perfectly well fed still doesn't deserve your compassion when their dream job lays them off. If you withhold that compassion just because you think other people have it worse, you're not in any way helping those people who you think have it worse. You're really not helping anyone. Comparative suffering can make you feel like your own suffering is insignificant. This whole concept is a bit complicated and that's because we all know people who are legitimate complainers, who can just never see the bright side I'm not giving you any kind of go ahead to be one of those kinds of people, but I am saying that you don't always have to beat yourself up about feeling down just because you're not going through a war arc in your favorite anime. Burying your feelings just because other people have it harder than you won't help them magically disappear. And it's not the same as gratitude. Lots of psychologists recommend the practice of deliberate gratitude. And that's because gratitude really works. Gratitude is being thankful for your blessings, not pretending that your struggles don't exist. When it comes down to it, comparative suffering will lessen your empathy. It's just a question of whether it'll be to yourself, others, or both. You don't have to indulge people who chronically complain, be kind to those you see suffering and be kind to yourself. No one goes through life without pain. The last thing any of us need is to pretend that pain isn't valid. If you have made it this far, thank you for listening and tuning into the very first episode of Ponderology. Join me for next week's episode where I will be discussing emotional vulnerability. What is it and why it is good for you? 
For more information on comparative suffering, please visit www.withtherapy.com forward slash mental health resources. If you or someone you know is struggling with comparing your suffering and accomplishments to others, consider reaching out to a mental health professional listed on the With Therapy platform.